the place where I sort of opened up for me to get involved at Loyola, um, I transferred here. And so my first year, I was just sort of hanging out, experiencing Loyola, and it all come to me. You're listening to Understanding More, and I'm Austin Moore. I recently had the chance to sit down with Loyola University New Orleans SGA President Ben Weil to discuss his first semester as president and how the world around Loyola has been changing drastically. I interviewed Ben last year while he was campaigning to discuss what his vision was for Loyola. In this exclusive interview, Ben shares with me his journey to the presidency and how he has turned his platform into action. But first, we talked about his predecessor, Ellie, and how her win inspired him to be the first SGA senator from the music industry school and then shoot for the presidency himself. When she won, I was like, that's crazy. Like, I, I, it was just, it was, she, I think she really wanted to, to have some leadership role like that. And then it just became like, oh, well, you're now in charge of everything. Like, you're now like, yeah, so yeah. It, it was such a wake up call for both of us to be like, you're That's the crazy. president. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're the president. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that dream a little bit sparked there. Uh, a year before, when I first got to Loyola, I met Nate, who was the president at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like really welcoming, really nice. And I introduced mm-hmm. to my dad. And it was just like this cool moment. Um, and I was like, one day I want to be like you. <laughs> and he was like, good luck. Like his year, his year was super, super competitive. Yeah. Um, it was, it was nasty. It was like a, a real tough uh, election. And so, um, he was like, well, it's going to be hard and it's not going to happen. Right, <laughs> I was right. like, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, thanks. Um, so I sort of like gave up like immediately, but I was like, that's still a cool dream. He seems like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Ellie won. I was like, man, that dream could still be alive, but really had no in with SGA. Mm-hmm. She gave me this, like, you could be a great senator. Um, and so I started thinking about it more and more and more. Um, and then with my first few months as a senator and I got to see the end of SGA, I was like, I can really give this a go. Ben ended up winning that race with one of the biggest turnouts Loyola has ever seen for an SGA presidential election. I asked him what the transition from senator to president was like. At at that point, Ellie started taking me to more of the meetings she goes to, so I got to see, like, okay, I'm going to be sitting at this table with these faculty. I got got to, like, start those relationships. Um, She made me the dopest binder. Um, It has everything. It has every promotion materials they use. I mean, it has everything from each branch. I mean, Mm -hmm. it has the Senate. Um, you know, materials and stuff. So, um, so I gotta have that, and I, I like carry that. I carry that all around the summer, but now I just keep it on my shelf because um, now I know everything. But yeah. uh, she and she was great, and we so we do uh, we those did are the uh, codes. Those are codes. Yeah, I got the nuclear <laughs> codes in this binder. Uh-huh. Um, it's chained to me. So she uh, we did a, a, a transition day with both administrations. So the people that Blaine and I hired. Um, got to meet with the same people that were on Ellie's cabinet. Okay. Um, and, and I didn't add any new cabinet positions, so it just worked out perfectly to transition like that. Um, and then we all went out to dinner that night, and it was kind of this beautiful thing. And then a week after that, we had an actual swearing-in like ceremony, but all of that is so informal. Like, we don't do any big, even like election day when they're like, and you won, like it was mad informal, like Dale was yeah. just reading it off piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, I mean, it, it was it was smooth in that sense, and I didn't feel that much stress. Um, yeah. Ellie was like, "Welcome to no days off," and so uh-huh. I was like, "Oh no, like this is real." But, but it was uh, it was yeah, cool. Um, the summer we did a lot of planning, um, and it didn't really hit me how valuable a resource past presidents are until mm-hmm. you know I started um, really you know getting off to the run because there's so many questions. Especially we had a lot of like staff overturn, so mm. you know sometimes I have a question that a staff member could have answered, but they're not here. So um, I text Ellie every day. Yeah, um, she's such a great resource, but um, you know she's she's always encouraging me to just go off and do it, and so we've had a lot of great stuff happen. Ben ran on a six-point platform that he touted throughout his campaign, and we discussed the progress he's made on those campaign promises. 
The first being his Finding Your Loyola initiative, which focused on highlighting little-known amenities and programs that Loyola has. Well, I mean, there, there's such, there's so many things about Loyola that I, when I was in that first year of just experiencing Loyola, I was like, this is my school, and I wanted to sort of like bring that in. Like this was the first initiative right off the bat that we ran on. Like it was my little baby brainchild. I was just like, I love Loyola so much. I need people to have that same school pride that I do. Right. Um, and so there's all these things. So we did a lot of research. That happened mainly over the summer. I sort of reached out to the cabinet. Is there anything in your organizations or that you know from specific departments that the majority of the student body doesn't know mm -hmm. that they would benefit from? Mm -hmm. um, so in our first 30 days, like we did, um, we promoted a fact every day. And every 10 days, we did like a here's your, you know, roundup. Um, and we would, you know, table, promote it, pass out flyers, give out free stuff. Um, and then we hit that 30-day mark. Um, they say that 50 days uh, is really important for a freshman. Um, so we do, like, the school as itself does a first 50 days program where they have, a, you know, something going on every 50 days. But mm. we hit it 30 days, and we had the whole campaign. But we're like, you know what, we want to keep, you know, pushing. So our next step where we are now is we made cards with each one of them. And so we're doing this, we have it plastered all over the SGA wall, but now we're gonna put them at different places around campus and sort of like find the facts and we'll give out prizes for people who like take pictures with it. But <laughs> I think it's cool because there's so many things like people don't know how to start an organization. And then like that inspired this initiative because uh, we had some students come be like, hey, I really wanna start an organization for this and this would make me like feel at home. Right. And when SGA was able to like make it happen for them, like they, like Loyola was made for them, like that was it, that's all mm -hmm. it took. Mm -hmm. um, and so just being able to display those. But there's there's things from everywhere, there's things from like the history trips that we do, environment stuff, like there's I think 30 things that are awesome about Loyola. In late November, Ben, along with the Senate, was able to pass a diversity funding bill that focused on fulfilling a campaign promise of amplifying campus diversity. Um, the idea behind it, um, sort of matching with our diversity initiative, uh, is to require every president past me who gets elected um, in SGA to write into the budget every single year a space for um, diversity inclusion programming. So mm -hmm. if students, organizations, clubs, whatever, want to um, hold a, an event, a program, something that talks about diversity and inclusion, um, we can fund it. Now we already have allocations, right? So we already have this, this way that organizations can do it, but what's gonna happen is starting next semester, so we're already gonna get started on it, um, anyone can apply through allocations and once they check that box, diversity and inclusion, instead of going to the regular process, it actually goes to our chief justice who works on social justice issues mm. um, and she gets to sort of decide with her committee of justices uh, of what they want to have going on. So um, it's, it's going to be a cool thing. It's, it definitely is something we wanted to do from day one, um, but that bill sort of helped us out and it was, it was very simple, sort of an agreed upon bill that really worked out. So. Ben has always been pushing for Loyola to become a greener and more environmentally conscious campus. He shared with me where he's already made progress and where SGA plans to make more. Senate did a great part and they voted for, uh, for to bring more recycle bins. So there's going to be one coming to Nunamaker, so that's always dope because the nice ones we have, the big nice ones, they cost a lot of money, but when they're in the key places, they're good. So one outside of Nunamaker, that's, you know, recitals, things like that, it's going to be dope. So. Mm -hmm. um, very happy about that. Uh, on top of that, we'll be uh, installing a new water fountain in the lower level of the Dana Center, one of those refill bottle, sta bottle stations. So, yeah. you know, commuters, SGA, all the offices downstairs, bookstore, hits all those places, the health center. So um, we're pretty excited about that. These are all small things in different areas, mm -hmm. uh, but we got a couple big things. So uh, Senate 
agreed to vote. They, they voted to uh, to spend some of their funds to get picnic benches. Um, and so it was something that was talked about last year. I had to take that resolution from them and fight for it at the facilities planning committee. It wasn't a big fight, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of these faculty also wanted it to happen. So um, that area outside of Monroe, that green area, mm-hmm. we're gonna have benches in two weeks. Oh, wow. Um, which, which obviously this is a side note, it doesn't have to do with our green initiative, but that inspired me to use some of our money from our executive budget to get two more of uh, right outside of MassCom, there's that one lone like solar panel picnic mm-hmm. table. Yes, yes. So we're gonna get two more. Um, and, and when I presented it to the facilities planning, I wanted it to be aligned through campus, sort of showing that Loyola stands for sustainability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have you know the one next to MassCom. Obviously, we're gonna have one right next to those picnic benches uh, in the green space near Monroe, um, and then one in the P Squad. So it's this line of sustainability, um, and people can charge their phones. I think it'll be dope. I think you know maybe there'll be some lights on at night um, for people to study at night. So um, our our outdoor study spaces are gonna be increased. Um, and the last thing with this green initiative, uh, it hasn't gone through yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you some details. Okay. Uh, Blaine and I, you know, a big thing is recycling, obviously. Um, Louisiana's kind of behind the curve uh, with that. Definitely. And so Loyola, <laughs> like, it's it's hard to sort of push for it. So our, um, our goal, we sort of set this three to five year plan uh, having recycle bins every floor of the rest halls. So right now there's one on, on every first floor, one of those big nice ones, um, but we wanted that on every floor to make it easier and accessible. Um, and we knew that that was sort of a long-term plan, but uh, the opportunity fell in our laps to potentially do it in our term. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a grant that we've applied for that would provide these recycle bins, and so the next step after that was to talk with the facilities and say, hey, would you guys be down to, to deal with it? Because mm-hmm. uh, we can get them, but... Right, they have to uh, do it. But they would have to deal with it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, each at each stage, it was like, there might be a slim chance, but we met people that make it happen. So mm-hmm. we have someone actually who works with this grant, so we have someone on the inside. So there's a, a actually bigger potential that we might actually get it. We had the meeting with facilities, and to our surprise, so down, so ready, so excited. They were like, we want to wow. leave you know, a great legacy for our kids. And I was like, that's exactly why we're here. That's so, great. Yeah. Um, so it, if that happens, huge marketing campaign. We'll talk to marketing. We'll talk to um, you know, Res Life. We'll have flyers out, and people will know that they can start recycling on their own floor. So that's our, our, if that happens, I'm going to be so happy. But we've been working on it. So. Throughout Ben's time at Loyola, he noticed there are many professors who don't use Blackboard enough to make sure students know how they're doing. He talked with me about how he's starting to make progress with professors. Ranging from freshmen to seniors, I, we've had you know people be like, hey, in my class, I don't know where I stand in the class before midterms or finals. Like, right. I, I don't see any of those grades. And, and it obviously depends on the class, right? So I have a lot of classes, a lot of assignments, maybe not too many crazy mm-hmm. tests. Uh, Blaine has, uh, he takes a lot of philosophy classes, philosophy major, so um, he has mainly just midterms and finals. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. So right. so you may not get those, you know, those grades and stuff, but our biggest thing was, well, we want teachers to at least be able to give updates regardless, maybe just if it's attendance or something right. that says, here's where you are going into midterms and finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and just maybe use, use those resources that we have um, a little bit more. And... Uh, we, you know, right off the bat, that was something, you know, a lot of work doesn't get done during the transition month, um, but that was something we're like, well, let's have a meeting right now. So we talked to some, to some people in Student Success Center, and um, they were super like, yeah, we're going to do it. And so um, during the summer, the university actually just got started doing it. So it was something that was sort of out of our hands, and it worked out. Wow. Um, and so this is actually really funny. I've had meetings where 
uh, I've talked to some faculty members who over the summer, they went to like Blackboard City or Blackboard, like it was like their, the convention for Blackboard. Oh, okay. It's like nerd nation, but uh -huh. it, it's like the funniest stories that they, that they tell about. But they, the university has invested in uh, getting more applications for Blackboard to make mm -hmm. it a more robust system. Mm -hmm. um, and then have just like super encouraged faculty to, to go out of their way. So I've had faculty like Billy is a great example who, mm. you know, now I'm in his class and he's taking attendance through it. Right. Um, he doesn't have a TA anymore, like his TA graduated and, and he's really doing it. And um, I think that's sort of coming out of this, which right. is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I know that it's not every faculty member yet who's, who's got onto it. Uh, a lot of the additions to Blackboard and to these systems that we have are gonna really take into action next semester. They have training, um, faculty have training. So um, it, I think we're gonna see that culture change. Um, but just having those relationships with faculty, I go to faculty senate, um, I'm going to be giving an announcement, you know, just like really, you know, push that some more. So mm -hmm. um, I think we're going to see a bigger shift, but it's great that the university has already like been on it before we even got started. Ben and I discussed the last two initiatives from his campaign that he's still working to fulfill his promises on. We've made a lot of progress with all of them, but, mm -hmm. but the last two, so post-grad test prep and the all-in athletics initiative, mm -hmm. they're both ones that we've done a lot of prep work this semester, but we'll really see the impact next semester. So okay. um, for the athletics initiative, um, we are going to be partnering with athletics to be able to sponsor their games in some way. So a, a big thing will be themed nights, you know, SJ sponsoring some, some cool games where maybe like a, a res hall night where we can sort of compete to bring people and yeah. they, they get like a pizza party. Uh -huh. um, and then um, we're also going to be providing buses to they're, they're not away games. They're still home games, but they're like the baseball team that plays off campus right. or the tennis team that plays off campus. Okay. So um, and maybe if there's some close away games, we'll do like the swimming team or something like that or the mm -hmm. men's basketball team. Or, um, but what we really wanted to be able to amplify their the amount of people that, that come to these games. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I go to like every volleyball game. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, we have such talented athletes and, and they're out there fighting for us, so we should definitely support them. Yeah. Um, with that being said, we, it's sort of a trade-off. So we really want more athletes to be able to be in these leadership positions. Um, and the best example I give every time, she's gonna kill me for doing this, uh, but Maddie Huckles was on the volleyball team. She applied to be a crew leader. Um, she was a crew leader this past year. Um, she was amazing, so good at what she does. Um, she met a bunch of new students and then that in that way, now every time she goes out and plays, she can text her 100 people that she met over the summer and be like, hey, come to my game. Mm -hmm. So she has that direct access and it shows that we do support our athletes, and we want you know we want that connection. So, right. um, I, I I would love to see more of that. And and we've had uh, we had meetings with um, the head of the athletic department, Brett, who's just been awesome and been super willing to work with us. And um, we've been talking to the coaches and seeing how much you know. So I'm I'm coming up with lists of, of different things that they can involve in. And and I know it's always hard because athletes they have so much time, yeah. um, you know, working out, but also studying, they have these study hours, and so right. they're, they're killing it, and, and if they have that, if they have any extra time to, you know, maybe go to an event um, and, and network, I think, you know, we'll see some more, as well as SGA promoting them, I think we'll see some more attendance. This podcast is brought to you by Landing Lion. Landing Lion helps you get to market faster and smarter by combining everything you need to craft and measure content into one friendly platform. Forget Squarespace and Wix and definitely forget about WordPress. This new startup is way more than just a website builder. The built-in analytics offered in this platform are some of the most detailed data collecting I have ever seen with any website analytics service. You can literally watch real-time videos of where visitors on your website clicked and looked at the most in order to make the best possible website for your market. 
If you think that Squarespace is the easiest website creation platform, wait until you see how easy it is to build a website with Landing Lion. I guarantee anyone can make a professional looking website in under 15 minutes with this builder platform. And the best part of all of this is that you can try Landing Lion right now for free. So don't take my word for it. Go to landinglion.com today and try it for yourself. After discussing Loyola's politics, the conversation turned to the recent wave of sexual harassment cases that have ripped through the media headlines over the past few weeks, specifically about a number of congressmen who have recently been accused of sexual harassment. We discussed the concept of nuance in these sexual harassment cases and how we have to be careful in drawing false equivalency in cases like Roy Moore and Al Franken. I think for a long time there was this bar that was like if you got to this level, if you got to this amount of success, and there's there still is that kind of bar, but like mm -hmm. you can get away with, you know, like people won't say anything. Like if there's right. if there's sexual assault, if there's you know if you're doing sexual harassment, right, like, people won't say anything. And right. if, if someone does, everyone's gonna like hush it up. Mm -hmm. So there's nuance in the celebrities and stuff, but then we have like uh, Roy Moore sure. in Alabama, sure, who like is probably gonna win. Which yeah. is disheartening. And you say that because because he's just Republican. Yeah, because he's just Republican. And it's, and Republican it's Alabama. State. Yeah. It's Alabama. And like that's the thing that is makes me feel weird so much is that people are so anti Democrat there, yeah, yeah. most of the, you know, voters that they will take a child molester, a child sure. rapist, whatever, yeah. over a Democrat just because yeah. they don't want to have a Democrat in office. And I yeah. it just it baffles me because well, okay, so let's let's think about like Sen uh, Al Franken. Yeah, he uh, was accused of forcefully kissing yeah. uh, this actress while yeah. they were practicing, yeah. groping her boob, and like yeah. they have a picture of the him pic, like yeah. pretending to do it. Yeah, um, obviously horrible. Yeah, um, but I'm sorry, not the same as having a 14 year old yeah. touch your penis yeah. when you're the district attorney yeah. of Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> my my dad noted that it's. Um, I don't think on that like comedy tour they were on there was any like power dynamic. Like I don't. I mean, right. I, could be, I don't remember the details, but from, it's a USO from what I read, thing. Like I, I don't think he was like the the headliner, and she was just like an like versus like a Louis C.K. where like right. he would like bring like amateur comedians, right, right, um, to like hang out with him. Um, but um, I think we needed to see whether it was Franken or this person you were talking about someone on the democratic side who's also done shitty things because mm -hmm. like i think we live too much in our bubble of like democrats are like pure and and, and right and perfect and, and uh -huh. it, i'd love to think that but yeah it always happens to us too and, and mm -hmm. uh the the awkward thing i think which is actually kind of funny um two maybe three weeks before all the franken stuff came to light they were asking at loyola uh, to to nominate people for uh, for commencement speaker and for honorary degrees, mm. <laughs> and, I, and I sent in Al Franken. Oh no! <laughs> and and ironically, I was also I'm also on the I didn't know this at the time, but I was also on the committee to pick to help pick who's going to be the commencement speaker. Right. Um, and uh, I got the email, and and then I got this, another email that said our meetings, you know, today, and and here are all the submissions. So read through the submissions, and so mm -hmm. I'm reading through it, and I saw mine, and I was like, oh, I completely forgot that I had nominated. Yeah. And, and it hadn't been that hadn't happened yet. Like the stuff hadn't you know come out yet. Right. And so we talked about it, and, and they were like, oh, well, what do you think? Like, you think the students would like this? And I was like, well, actually, I submitted it, so I can't actually vote, but yeah, I, I do think the students would like this. And then two weeks later, I'm like, Damn, yeah, we can't do that. We can't. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. That's never gonna fly. We can't do that. <laughs> 
Ben says he has loved working for the students of Loyola and he will continue to do the work to make Loyola better and better in his final semester as president. Thanks for listening to Understanding More, and be sure to check out our next episode where we discuss the uphill battle of the Democratic Party in the Trump era with political buffs Garrison and Liam.